Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Before we start today's podcast, a quick heads up on Sherlock's VIP club. From restaurants, bars and hotels to beauty, wellness and shopping, Sherlock's partners with some of London's best destinations and hottest brands to bring its VIPs exclusive monthly offers. So why not sign up? It'll cost you just £5 a month or £50 for the year. Use your card once or twice and you'll have made that amount back in no time. For more information, visit sherlocksvip.com. Welcome to the Sherlock's Highlights podcast with me, Charlotte Collins. This week, I'm joined by Laura Black, Lou Huff, and Becky Hull. Hi, everyone. Hi. Hi. I feel like we haven't done this for a while. Well, it's been two weeks, so I feel really armed with fresh recommendations. I hope everybody else does as I well. do, actually. I've had a good binge this weekend. Oh, have you watched? I have been watching Unbelievable on Netflix. It is about somebody who is raped. And it's based on a true story and it starts with the fact that nobody believes her and that is the premise of the story. But then it transpires that there are more similar rapes that come up in the area and it basically shows how two policemen deal with it and two female police officers deal with it and it is incredibly frustrating. It is pretty hard to watch in places but it will have you gripped until the end and it sort of turns into a whodunit but you know from the beginning that she has been raped there's no spoilers and it's a drama and it's a drama okay. and yeah based on a true story but all the names have been changed is it set in today it's set in today okay. yeah exactly the main part marie is played by Catelyn diva and tony collette is in it as well so oh. it is well worth a watch if you're after i mean you will binge it straight away i watched two episodes and harry and i were like Oh, how many? There's, there's eight, so it's pretty. Ooh. It's like manageable. It's yeah. something you can do. Is it in British? A no, it's American. Okay, but Tony Collette brings like so much life to it. The first two episodes, you're a bit like, oh god, how are we going to get through this? And then she comes in, and you're just like, yes, okay. worth watch. Well worth that watch, guys. Great. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Mine was quite predictable, but strictly starting. So happy it's back. Yeah, and also it was on Saturday evening. It kind of felt a bit colder as well. So yeah, it's like, oh my god, it's really yeah. changed, hasn't it? we've gone into the season but it was good I enjoyed it who do you think's good the guy that's taken Jamie Lang oh my god he was so good Kelvin Fletcher and also the guy from CBeebies he was amazing too yes I thought that Mike Bushell yeah BBC was oh my god he was so good what did you do a samba yeah he's brilliant actually he's so likeable yes and I also think that Michelle Visage with Giovanni is going to be amazing they always give him it's like when he was with Debbie McGee they give him like the older really good woman she's just got so much sass I think she's going to be great I actually think despite initial concerns that it was a bit more Z-less than normal there were some pretty good people in the mix I think we say that every time Mm. also I really loved the new judge yes 
Yes. Yeah, she was really, really yes. good, actually. Like you guys are, I was a bit like, oh, I'm just not sure about the celebrities. Like, I think that's why I get so excited because you're looking forward to seeing how these people who you like, you see in the public eye are going to be dancing. And then obviously it turns way more into actually the dancing. And I love watching that. But some of the people I was like, I don't understand how you are on it. Michelle Visage. Like, she's not part of British TV. I but agree. She, no, but, is, but she, oh, is. Is she Well, no, she hasn't been. But RuPaul's Drag Race, on which she is a judge, is about to start on BBC Three next week, uh, and she's with, a judge on that. With those judges, yeah, she's oh, on that. Okay, so it's <laughs> the beginning. Of, it's, it, it's a quite clever way, really, to give that a bit of publicity. Fine. Okay, I'm guessing, it okay, of, that makes more sense. Yeah. The other one that I think is one to watch is James Cracknell because he's no. obviously. I know. I thought he was terrible. He was terrible, but he's obviously so competitive. Sportsman. They always and do well. And a sportsman, mm-hmm. so I think he's going to be quite interesting to watch. No. It doesn't matter how rubbish they are to start with, like a mock ramper cash. Like they're all rubbish to start with, but no one puts in more time and effort than really? the sportsman. Yeah. And have you ever watched any of his documentaries no. where he sort of cycles across America? No, but George Rose, loves I mean, it. his mental strength is unbelievable. But he's got no rhythm. I just don't think you can teach Agreed. rhythm. So that's going to be so, so interesting. Yeah, he was... And, but I also feel he was so tall. Yeah. So quite yeah. hard for him. Did you do a slow dance or a fast dance? Slow. slow. Uh, I was going to say maybe people were better at slow, but... Mm. Yeah. And did anybody go this week? No. No, no. this week. So no one's but they're yeah. still taking into account the judges' scores from this week next week during the elimination yeah. so did you see Jamie Lang um, oh, in the audience it. and when he was watching Kelvin and Kelvin was really good his face was like hmm <laughs> okay Kelvin with, with OT reminds me of Danny Matt yes exactly it's a dream team oh, it'll be yeah. so I then after watching it got into a YouTube hole of watching all my favourite old Strictly ones and I've one is Danny oh, and OT Samba Samba sorry yes. yeah, yeah, that's that's absolutely amazing phenomenal. Um, one of my faves was the guy from The Wanted and he did Jay. it with Matter yes Yes. Jay was incredible. Jay I watched Jay's amazing. Jive, I think, as well. Yes. That was on there. One. Oh, oh my god! I still think one of my favorites ever was Faye and Giovanni yeah. in the show dance, and they did the black and white. That was incredible. Yeah, that was good. I watched that like three times. I think. Did you guys watch last week in lieu of there being an actual strictly live show? They did like a retrospective with all the professionals and all the judges. Did you oh, watch no. it? So worth a watch. So it was like an hour show on BBC at like seven o'clock on Saturday night last week, but you can still obviously get it on Catch Up. It's basically exactly what we were just doing. Like a real retrospective of all the best dances, the funniest moments, the best comments. If you've been into Strictly since oh. the beginning, it's the best walk down memory lane. It's really worth watch. It just makes me so excited for, me for winter Saturdays. Oh, totally. <laughs> just the joy that they get from learning the routine. And you can tell they're so desperate to hear about what the judge is saying as you said I think Motsi is fantastic mm. she's so cool she had such a nice balance didn't yes. she yeah. she was constructive but just so kind of cheery and enthusiastic yes. yeah. it. and it must be really intimidating knowing how you've got to know where your place is on mm. the judging panel yeah. and yeah. how to play it and it's big shoes yeah. to fill obviously with Darcy gone so yeah I agree I think she's really but well. a bit tricky I think judging your own sister I'm not sure how that will that Yeah, I guess you judge the celebrity don't you it's not often that they actually critique unless they kind of break the rules you yeah. know they put in a lift where they're not supposed to it's not often that they critique is about the, yeah, true, the dancer true. so hopefully they'll just focus on yeah. him did you see when they were on Celebrity Gogglebox no I think it was and he had two sisters and she was on that and it was really fun <laughs> yeah they are fun I think yeah. it's a good bit of new life yeah. reading to Strictly isn't it yeah. <laughs> well speaking of dancing I watched the Savage X Fenty show on Amazon Prime so this is Rihanna's lingerie label which did a presentation a show at New York Fashion Week two weeks ago now and they basically recorded the entire show 
And additionally, there's a kind of 10 minute, 15 minute preamble, a bit like the Beyonce documentary that was on Netflix, documentary in inverted commas with her show. So so there's a kind of 10 minute build up to kind of what goes into making the show. And then it's the show itself, which lasted half an hour. And for those who didn't see any coverage of it, it basically was inclusion is kind of the name of the game for Rihanna. So it's a very large collection of lingerie modeled by people of literally all shapes, sizes, colors, creeds, disabilities. I mean, like there is all the representation in there and it had mega performers and the choreography it's basically a dance show that's kind of how they pitched it so it's choreographed by a woman called Paris Goebel who I had never heard of before but oh my god it makes Beyonce's show and choreography look like bang average it's next level what this woman can do so you get this unbelievable dance show basically loads of really famous faces so on top of all the different people who represent diversity they had Gigi and Cara and Joan Smalls and good Mm. famous faces in there the big roar from the house came to Laverne Cox who is from Orange is the New Black and yeah it's obviously kind of positioning itself as the anti-Victoria Secret mm. the complete yeah. antithesis to that and a lot of the preamble obviously it's that kind of there's a propaganda element to it because of course they're going to be saying you know how fabulous it is how wonderful it is but they're basically saying you know when the world is going right Rihanna's going left she wants to do everything completely differently just make something different and it really is a feat both creatively and in terms of what it signifies as well and uh, I just really recommend it it's 50 minutes brilliant so exciting I have seen a lot of buzz around that it's on Amazon Prime on Amazon Prime can't say I'm that into the lingerie but But it's not not really about that not really about that it's the same with the Victoria's Secret show it's not about them it's not about the at all buy those things I have no idea but yes really worth a watch and like you know how you came away from the Beyonce documentary being like oh my god Beyonce is my queen feel a bit like that about Rihanna today Mm. I've always felt a bit like that about Rihanna she's the one person that I really think if I saw her I'd be properly starstruck really? and it's not because I like adore her music I would just find her such a presence yeah genuinely she, I would find her quite like oh the thing that comes off in the documentary is like the level of self-belief like this mm. unbelievable I think that's what it is yeah, impenetrable yeah. film of like I am untouchable yeah. I'm amazing I can do this yes. which is wow. just so impressive yeah. I saw her in Paris once and it was literally that we were at cost and we were just like stood by the door and we saw like all these paparazzi outside and we were like oh my god like so weird there's so many paparazzi one who's coming and then this car pulled up <laughs> and Rihanna walked out and it was literally like oh my yeah. god it was like she was glowing yeah, yeah. I think that's how that's I just Rihanna. wouldn't be able to take my eyes yeah. off her I yeah. honestly think she's just got a real yeah. aura yeah. to her completely yeah. yeah so anyway I recommend it we wrote a feature on the best podcasts for every interest. So whether it's those that make you think, those that make you laugh, or those that make you better informed, we've got the podcast for everybody. So I want to know, what are your favourite podcasts, obviously apart from the Shit Likes Pilot podcast, <laughs> what are the podcasts that you love and listen to? Laura, you're quite a podcast head, aren't you? I love a podcast. Mm. And actually this feature included a few of my favourites, but I know we've spoken about it before, but... You, me, and the big C. I mean, I just can't give this podcast enough praise. I think what they're doing is just so wonderful. And it's got me through some of the darkest days. And then now, whenever I put it on, I just feel like they're kind of like a hug around me and I'll go for a walk. They're just wonderful. So for those who don't know, they are... So it was started by Rachel Bland, who had breast cancer, and she joined forces with Deborah Janes and Lauren Mahone. And they just spoke about their journey with cancer and what they've learned and how they're coping with it. Really sadly, Rachel died. And so 
Lauren, Deborah have now taken it on with Steve Bland, Rachel's husband. He does it with her. With yeah, them. so he does it with them now. And they're just this trio now. And they've won so many awards. Anyway, what they're doing is just truly wonderful. They're raising awareness and supporting not only patients, but families, I guess, as well, who are, you know, sadly affected by this evil, evil disease. And do they talk about their stories each week? So How does they'll it cover everything. So they always start with a bit about how everybody's getting on and then they will talk to somebody about the palliative care aspect of it or they might be interviewing with a doctor or they've been into surgeries and kind of just talking with the medics as well as talking amongst themselves and how it affects them personally. I suppose I've always avoided it for want of a better word because I've been nervous that it's upsetting yeah. or, or distressing. It, I mean, presumably it can be at I times. I mean, absolutely it can be but it's kind of the reality of an awful lot of people mm. and what they taught me when I was being affected by it and the palliative care aspect of it was you know I will forever feel indebted to these people really? because they just really prepared me for what was coming up and I just think the work they're doing is unbelievable mm. well wow. god and so brave yeah, yeah. so, so brave. brave to speak so openly when they're going through that as well it's just I mean it's amazing it's mm. amazing and also when you you know I follow them on Instagram as well and the energy and the drive they have each day even though they're going mm. through you know this awful treatment and it's properly taking it out of them mm. but they just still keep going and they really make you think god i've got to live for today yeah, yeah. when lauren was... came she came on the Sherlock show mm. and just her energy and positivity was so infectious and just so incredible exactly. yeah she runs an organization called girl v cancer and rich and i were lucky enough to go i can't remember when this was maybe earlier in the year to a photo shoot that they were doing mm. they launched a series of charity t-shirts and sweatshirts every year and she's one of those people who is just like a magnet for people everybody just wants to support yeah. lauren and, and like how amazingly upbeat and jolly she is and the energy in that room that day was just indescribable because yeah. she brings in people and I remember we were talking to a girl who was there so it was kind of a mix of influencers and celebrities and also people who have been affected by cancer and we were chatting to a girl who was 23 and had been diagnosed with breast cancer and she was like you know you sit there in these waiting rooms and of course I was the only 23 year old in exactly. the waiting room and that I didn't know where to go I didn't know who to talk to and somebody pointed me in the direction of Lauren and everything changed and everything was better and so mm. I think as you say they are whether you're the one suffering yourself or whether you're you've got friends and family going through it they're a crutch for everybody yeah yeah, yeah that yeah. is really quite remarkable isn't it yeah okay i'm gonna give it a listen becky what about you oh god i'm like the one that hangs <laughs> their head the in shame because you know that i'm i'm sorry i'm not a big podcast person and you know what it's hilarious because i really should be like i love the sort of calming soothing aspect of it it's just every time there's an opportunity that i could listen to one i've always got a book in hand instead mm, and i think yeah, I think, I mean, this is veering off topic a bit, but I just always t kind of seize that moment to just read a book and not be looking at anything really scary or thinking about things. So that's kind of where my mind travels. But I have read this feature and I would be really intrigued to listen to Russell Brands because, as we all know, he has a hell of a lot of deep layers and I think that would be very interesting. Yeah. That would be on my, probably out of all of these. Oh, yeah. So is Russell Brands the one that you recommended, Karama? Yes. So, yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah, I've downloaded I that. I need that. to 
Have you listened to it? So yeah, so Russell Brown has a podcast called yeah. Under the Skin, and he basically, yeah, as you say, he's he's got a lot of feelings, does Russell Brown? Yeah. So he has guests on this podcast, and he really delves deeply into to kind of emotional issues and dealing with life traumas and events. And I spoke a few months ago about his one with Brene Brown, which is just so brilliant and, and so worth listening to. But yes, Leo, I recommended to you last yes. week his episode with Karamo from Queer Eye, and Obsessed. again, Karamo is the most amazing person, oh. and it's just fascinating. And I think Russell Brown's so unfiltered that you could get so much from that. Yeah. I just think that would definitely be... Maybe it'll convert me to podcast, yeah. guys. Yeah. He yeah. says stuff that's quite close to the bone. But yeah, like, in I a think, good way. I yeah. can imagine. I find him so irritating. So did I. Um, I mean, I say used to. I think I probably still do. <laughs> yeah. But I'm obsessed with Karamo. Yeah. And yeah. everyone deserves a second chance. So yeah. I'll, yeah. Give it, I'll give it a listen. Do listen, do listen. Lou, what about you? What other podcasts are you into? I love another one on this list, which is How to Fail with Elizabeth Day. It's one of my faves too. Firstly, I just find her voice so soothing I'm yeah. like just read me stories yeah. and I could just listen to you forever but for those that don't know she discusses the failings in different people's life and essentially the focus that the failures in your life essentially also account to the successes and kind of are a huge part of making up who you are today so not to just focus on the negatives and essentially that even if something at the time feels like it wasn't where you wanted it to be or it felt like a failure actually it can account for so much positivity as well we've discussed so many times for the Mo Gaudat one which I know Laura you're a huge fan of there's two episodes with Phoebe Waller-Bridge which are just <laughs> incredible oh, they, they're the best two hours of podcast I've yeah. ever listened Brilliant. to yeah. particularly the second particularly the second, second also definitely loved it yeah and I mean I wouldn't say her failures are huge exactly but it's more I think with them they're great friends and the conversation that they have around Fleabag is so, so interesting such good friends yeah and I just find it really really interesting it's again one of those podcasts that I like to listen to when I know who the people are yeah, yeah. me too like Desert Island Discs but quite yeah. often a bit like Desert Island Discs I always think it's people that you don't know that yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of surprise you oh, and I end know. up being really interesting yeah. <laughs> well I'm going to talk about a few I had one that was going to be a recommendation in our kind of <laughs> intro segment on things we're watching and listening to but I thought I'd save it for this which is Giles Corrin has no idea disclaimer I know a lot of people do not like Giles Corrin <laughs> if you do not like middle class waffle it's not for you it's him and his wife and it's totally two posh people with first world problems so if you already do not like that kind of thing don't bother it's not for you what I really like about a podcast is just listening to a good conversation I suppose so Giles Corrin and his wife Esther have started a podcast in which he has a weekly article and they so not his food review for the times but his other article for the times his column and supposedly what happens is he drops the kids at school and it's the day that he has to write his feature and he comes home and his wife has made a cup of coffee and she's been through the papers and they brainstorm about what he could write his column on that week and apparently they were doing this anyway so they thought well we'll make a podcast out of it I love it. It's just a couple who are going through, I mean, there's a lot of kind of domestic minutiae in there about cats and bathroom renovations and that kind of thing. But they are both so bright, so acerbic, so quick, so funny. And the banter between, like, they're meant to be, they're a brilliant couple. And the quick banter between them, it's laugh out loud funny and I don't laugh out loud that easily a podcast. I just love it. It's half an hour. It's total escapism because it's just, you know, listening to the wittering one about somebody else's life. And it's brilliant. I I love that because my friend and I discussing the other day how we've kind of listened to so many of these podcasts where you're trying to learn and you're trying to absorb stuff and take stuff away that sometimes you're like god is it okay just to be a bit average and not always want to like 
keep bettering yourself. And I kind of love the fact that you could sit in their kitchen and just almost, you know, listen to their bickering. Not bickering, but yeah. Totally. And you sort of learn something in this. It's not completely unchallenging because, as I say, he is super bright and what they're talking about is really, there's kind of, you know, because they're going through the papers and saying, oh, is this a column? Could this be a feature? Is this an article? Like, you know, it's funny and it's topical. So you're not like, God, this is just dross, but it's lighthearted. And the other one I have to recommend, which is certainly nothing groundbreaking or new, is The Daily from The New York Times, which I do listen to every day. (laughs) And it is a a 20 minute to half an hour podcast that drops like New York Times. I guess it's like midday-ish in the UK. The idea is that it's like for your commute if you live in America. And it is, they take a news story from the previous day and like hone in on it. So it's not a news roundup, it's one story. So that could be like, you know, something that Donald Trump has said. There's been a quite a few when Brexit stuff has blown up here. There's been a good few focuses on that. There was one last week on Elizabeth Warren, who was one of the Democratic candidates. Is it like a rally she had, all political. Well, no, there's a big one on the Amazon and the fires and stuff. But yes, it's obviously from a political slant. So it's like what's being, yes, it's about a kind of headline news feature from Mm -hmm. that day. So yes, inevitably that is pretty much always political. But it's just a really good way to be better informed about one specific topic as well. They interview the experts about that one thing. And because that one thing is different every day, you feel like you've had quite, by the end of the week, we're like, oh, I'm quite informed on this, this and that. And I'm feeling really informed on particularly the Democrats election campaigns so far over in the States. So yeah, as I say, it's a bit more American, but it's a really good way to just feel a bit more engaged in only 20 minutes. So yeah. Oh, bite size, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, if you are looking for even more podcast recommendations, I mean, there are loads on this list. Things that make you think include Happy Place by Fern Caution and Griefcast. There are more funny ones, Dear Joan and Jerrica, that's the one that the high-low they always rave about. So uh, definitely worth a listen to. And Amy Schumer presents Three Girls, One Key, which I need to listen to. I love Amy Schumer. So do have a look at the piece on the site. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, next up, we're going to talk about the best places to live in London. We ran a feature because it was announced that the Isle of Dogs is the best place to live in London. This is based on everything from proximity to good outside spaces, transport connections, etc., etc. Okay, so first up is the Isle of Dogs, and then closely followed by Battersea. Number three is Belgravia. Number four, Bermondsey. Number five, Blackheath. Six, Crystal Palace. Seven, East Finchley. Eight, Highbury. Nine, Leighton. And ten, Teddington. That is the list as described by the Sunday Times. So I wanted to know, would everyone like to make a case for their bit of London? Lou, talk to us about Herne Hill. So Herne Hill, we <laughs> lived in the sort of Clapham Battersea border for about seven years and adored Battersea and the convenience of Clapham was obviously amazing, but just a little bit too busy for us. So we moved out towards Herne Hill. Originally we were looking at East Dulwich, which is kind of 
got so many amazing um, along Lordship Lane there's loads of amazing restaurants bars cafes little shops there's the Pitch House Cinema loads going on but we actually settled in Han Hill which at first I was a bit like oh East Dulwich would rather there but it has been so amazing and I would not change anything they're pretty close right East they're really close yeah. they're about 10 minutes away and Herne Hill has the connection links mm. for centre of London so it is a 10 minute train into Victoria and then pretty much London is your oyster and it's then 5 minutes to Brixton so you can get the tube if you need to and then 5 minutes into Dulwich Village again which is sort of so beautiful Brockwell Park is basically on our doorstep which A is a really beautiful space it also has the open uh, Lido they have loads of live music events and festivals there and they have a market every Sunday with loads of fresh produce and local sellers one of my favourite restaurants Llewellyn's is there and I literally I just think it's such an amazing place to live it's got the perfect balance of being able to get into London and do stuff and have kind of nice things on your doorstep but equally it's very quiet and calm and you know amazing space if you want to start thinking about a family so yeah I love it would you look elsewhere yeah I think originally we thought it was kind of we'd only be there for a while and actually now we've been there I can definitely see us nesting there the area is kind of only getting better and better Mm -hmm. so yeah it's really exciting what zone is it it's zone two okay so you're still pretty central exactly and i think you're kind of close enough to brixton but probably without the prices of brixton or dulwich as well so it's kind of a nice in between all i'd say is i feel like that's for now i feel like it's quite hot i know so i feel like we've done well yeah so we bought nearly two years ago so yeah hopefully Hopefully. made a sweet little extra on that Uh, laura (laughs) you're obviously in wandsworth tell us about it What can I tell you about it? I love it. I mean, I've either lived in Clapham or Wandsworth since I've lived in London. And for me, when I first moved to London, it was all about having access to transport links. That's just not, maybe the older I get, I don't know, but it's not such a huge thing for us when we last moved. It was more schools. Well, and also you're lucky enough not to have to travel into central London for work. I don't, but my husband does. Right, sure. But for us, it was more about getting into Mm -hmm. good catchment areas and trying to find the balance of getting a little bit more space. But equally, I guess being still near our friends was, you know, a big thing for us. And then we're so lucky we're surrounded by parks around here, not far from the river. I just love it. And not too far to get into central London no. when needs be. Also know. zone two here. Zone mm-hmm. two, exactly. And I can walk to work. So yeah, happy I mean, days. That's, 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 that's the ultimate <laughs> That's the biggest yeah. moment. Isn't it? All right, well, I will make the case for West Ham. So I grew up in North London, so I just wouldn't cross the river. I feel like you're either north, you probably yeah. also would never move north of the river. I think if you know your area and you kind of settle there, don't you? So I'm in West Hampstead, which has the best transport links of anywhere in London. I just maintain it is because we've got the Thames Link, the Overground and the Underground. So that is like unbeatable so literally I could wax lyrical about it I could be at Baker Street in eight minutes but at the same time I can get the train straight to Clapham Junction on the overground here or I can, can actually get the train to Herne Hill as well we've also got the Thames Link Thames Link amazing which takes you straight to Gatwick and straight to Luton like it really is so well connected it does make it quite busy particularly in the morning because everybody's getting off all those trains to change at the other so it's a busy interchange but also we've got a lovely farmer's market which also 
obviously makes Saturdays so nice, but it's still got that really kind of villagey feel. There's no chain, well, towards the station on the main high street on West End Lane, there's a kind of a Costa and a Starbucks, but actually the majority of the high street, there's a Gales, but I don't count that as a chain. <laughs> no, it's Gales. Yeah, it's pretty independent. We've got the lovely Hampstead Butcher. There's a great bagel shop. It's really lovely. Do you think it's sort of quite young couples or is it family? It's mostly young families. We're probably a little young for it, but that's perfect right. for me because it means that we, we'll just Go stay. I don't it. see why we'd ever go anywhere yeah. else. Like, I'd love to live in maybe a Queen's Park or Kensal Rise, but actually in terms of tube connections, West Hampstead trumps them easily. So yeah, as long as our careers continue to demand train travel, mm. then I think that you know, it's, we'd why probably would be silly to leave the area. It's also zone two, which is great. And again, not far from great schools and there are parks. And yeah, there's kind of not anything really to not love about it yeah. well, I feel really passionate having some I was going to say it's yeah. getting quite competitive yeah, yeah. it's so nice as well to love the area that yeah. you live yes. in yeah. yes I didn't love the area I grew up in and it was right for my parents but it wasn't right for me as a teenager or for who I don't know whether it's who I am as a person or generally teenagers and I still am not over the novelty of living somewhere that really feels like me Exciting. because you can grow up living somewhere that is right for your parents but yeah. it doesn't mean it's the right place for you yeah. Yeah. and this is the right place for yeah. me and yeah that's still a novelty it's also so nice on the weekend to feel like you're happy just kind of residing in where you live rather than feeling like you've got to travel to go somewhere else Mm. to sort of be in another little area and that's the same with us it kind of feels like a little village and I'm almost be like oh yeah I just want to like be at home this weekend and kind of have a little wander around exactly the same I love that we can walk to Hampstead High Street or we'll yeah we'll go and get Gales and then we'll pick up nice cheeses I mean it's just lovely it's lovely being able to potter around your own high street and yeah where I grew up you had to drive to Mm. get anywhere which yeah as I say great for my parents they wanted more more outdoor space but I give a shit about that okay that's those of us who have chosen to live in London Becky you obviously <laughs> live in Brighton so I do I live in Brighton and Brighton is literally my heart and Harry and I are going to move to London for a bit we are looking around this area mainly because Harry's in Brixton but also the biggest pull is it is on mainline back to Brighton and I think we're both aware that that is home that is where we're going to end up when we kind of settle properly but also I would like to make a case for South Ealing go for it <laughs> my brother lives there and honestly I love it like I have spent like long stints there when there's been train strikes or anything like that and it is the perfect mix of leafy and city you can get in anywhere within 30 minutes and they're also bringing in the new Elizabeth line which means you will honestly be able to get anywhere with very high speed so I think if you're looking for somewhere new or you want a bit of best of both I could make a real case for South Ealing it's beautiful I think any of that kind of really west area I was driving through Shepherd's Bush the other day and and I was saying my mum grew up in Ealing and I was trying to explain to her what it's like I was in that little intersection between Wood Green and White City stations and I was like mum you just won't believe it and you know even if you're in Hangar Lane like any of those western areas anywhere around there yeah there's now so many amazing things in Shepherd's Bush and White City and actually if you really look you can find things that aren't going to cost I mean it's obviously still expensive but it's not like gold expensive I mean my brother is currently looking and you know they're quite serious about it and it is doable for them but it is a good area to explore Mm. 100% Noted, thanks. If you could live anywhere else in London, where would you choose? Richmond, really nice. Or every time I go to Hampstead, Charlotte, I just yeah. think it's so beautiful it's around there. Laura? Yeah. I go Richmond, by the river. I actually grew up there when I was much younger. And I, every time I go back, I just think, oh, so yeah. beautiful. Yeah. yeah, lovely. Okay, well, for more information on the locations that will vote to the best places to live in London, then have a look at the piece on the site. And let us know your... Let us know the defence for your area. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'd all be keen to know, particularly Becky looking to make the move maybe you've got some recommendations 
Okay, well, autumn is officially upon us. And I know particularly for the fashion team, that has meant some wardrobe clear outs. <laughs> uh, so in light of that, we wrote a feature about everything you need to know about selling your clothes online, because whether it's to fund new autumnal purchases or just to get a little bit of breathing space in your wardrobes, it's really worth doing. So I want to know, has anyone here ever sold things online? Do you know what? I absolutely love this piece because I have always wanted to sell clothes online and I've always only just sort of eBay. And this has thrown up so many different suggestions that I'd genuinely never heard oh, of. It's great. like I've been living under a rock. Like I'd never heard of Depop before. What? You're I, young as well. I thought I we were going to do Depop. Well, honestly, it has. And it's really inspired me to do it because mm-hmm. what I usually do is pack things up and I take it to a charity shop or I will attempt eBay, but I find eBay quite clunky. Mm-hmm. So for me, I will be having a clear out at the weekend because I just think there is a sort of stigma around selling your clothes online that it is quite a clumpy process, but actually this shows it doesn't need to be. Yeah, I think eBay can be a bit of a faff, personally. Yeah, it's completely. you kind of throwing more things into this sea of things and hoping that someone bites almost on you. Exactly. Um, and Depop is amazing because it acts like a social network. So you basically have a profile, you upload your clothes, and I like that you can kind of almost use it like an Instagram. You can upload yourself in the clothes. I feel like that always makes things a little yeah, bit more enticing definitely. to buy. And as you were saying about the charity, I think one of the reasons that we chose to write this piece is because obviously it's really easy to take loads of stuff to the charity shop, but actually all the reports today say that's just kind of contributing to the landfill and the, and the excess waste exactly more so. so at least if you can kind of find a home for your pieces then yeah then that's better I agree but I actually did a bit of a clear out yesterday not a huge one but I took quite a bit of stuff to the charity shop yesterday and this charity shop was heaving I mean honestly mm. I could what, barely with people, with people really? buying stuff I could barely get through the door with my bag of Great. stuff because yeah, yeah there were so many people well, in there buying stuff there's also something so satisfying about when you drop stuff at the charity oh. shop and then you see your bits in the window <laughs> yeah Yes. And Lewis has got somewhere he's like signed up for a notification. So when something gets sold, he'll get a notification to say that whatever you have given, how much money they've made from that product. So he got an email. Yeah, he got an email to say like, we've made £78 from your donations. Oh, that's brilliant. Isn't that so nice? Do you know what it's called? No, I need to find out. (laughs) Okay, we'll put it in the notes for the podcast. Yeah. Love that. Yeah, so good. That is so good. Yeah, I really like that. Laura, have you ever sold products online? No, my husband is very good at eBay to the point that he goes through waves. I mean, you've got to watch out because he might sell you. I mean, he literally <laughs> goes around the house taking photos of everything. I get to the point, I try to do it, but then I'm just a bit like, you know, we live in a not a huge house with children and I just, it all gets a bit on top of me and I just want it out of yeah. my house. So my patience isn't great, but something I'm working on. But he's very good at it. And Gumtree, he'll sell stuff yes. on Gumtree too. When mm. I was redecorating my flat, actually, I sold loads on Gumtree. It's really good if you do just want to kind of get rid yeah. in the next few days. Yeah. And also, well. the variation of product on Gumtree is absolutely <laughs> insane. The things that people think other people want, but I guess mm. they do. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, we've sold loads. In fact, I'd say Gumtree has been much more successful for yeah. us yes. than eBay. Well, because I feel like Gumtree is it's best for your local area. area. Yeah, so exactly. like, I had a sofa with a big stain on it, like just a chocolate stain, but... We tried to give it to a charity. They came to pick it up and they wouldn't accept it with a stain on it. And we just needed to get rid. And somebody came like the next day from Gumtree to just pick it up yeah. and take it away. And I feel like with eBay, you can't... You can't the, do yeah, that. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't work as quickly as that. There's also something quite nice about someone coming to a house and picking it up, knowing who's it's taking it. Not having to like bed. package it up, go down to the post office, yeah. sort out delivery, like, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. It feels a bit more 
more kind of back to basic. It's less kind of cynical internet yeah. stuff. Yeah. And just yeah. local community. Yeah. Like, that's it's so nice. Exactly. <laughs> Lou, do you ever sell things on the internet? So I used to be, like you guys, really into eBay. and But now I literally have a huge bag of things that I need to sort out and get rid of. And just the thought of uploading loads of photos on eBay, putting all the details in, putting all the postage sorted. Like, it's just too much. It's so, another job in itself. Exactly. So it? I actually downloaded Depop on the weekend. So I'm going to trial it out. But, but I'm the same. I did a big clear out, which I think I've mentioned at the very beginning of the season. Yeah, like four weeks ago. And on top of all the stuff that went to charity, I've got like a whole other separate thing for Depop, which yeah. again is like the plan. But I, I still have yet to find. I know. Like, and also particularly if you want to try it all on, I'm like, oh, I need to do it when I've got some makeup on. I don't know. It's like a yeah. whole other activity. Maybe we should do like a sheer let's bring and buy sale. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Everyone have stuff that they want to yeah. yeah. trade in. Yeah, definitely. So, I was going to say, can I have a rifle very for you? Do you ever use Vestia? No, I don't. And I've often looked at Vestia and I think I've been a bit put off by the seller fees. Mm-hmm. But when we had Lindsay and Lizzie in a couple of weeks ago, they said that they have adjusted their seller fees mm-hmm. now. So I need to look into it again because I think if you're maybe selling slightly higher price point items, then that is the place to go. I, I get the impression that Depop is a little bit more mm-hmm. high street bits mm-hmm. and bobs. So yeah, definitely something to look into. I just need some time. I need mm-hmm. to like take a week off yeah. just to do like a wardrobe cleanse, a clear out, sell stuff, get some online, take some pictures. Actually, maybe that's a good Christmas job. I keep like stressing myself yeah. out, but maybe I'll save it for those days in between Christmas and New when you don't really know what to do yeah. with yourself. Yeah. Often I find though, when I've got a bag of bits, I'll be like, oh, well, I might wear that. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> it can be quite nice. And often if you put stuff away and then you come back to it in a couple of months, it's almost like new stuff. You're wearing that's a wardrobe again. So I kind of separate my wardrobe out sometimes and I've got some bits back home and when I then go back home to Bristol I'm like ooh I haven't worn this in a while it's like so it's, shopping. yeah it's quite a nice nice treat sometimes yeah. but as you said sometimes you just need to get rid of it so you take it down to the charity shop and never to be seen again well Vestia Collective has as of like last week introduced peer-to-peer selling so in the past it used to be quite a slow process because you'd have to like send the product to them and they would authenticate it which is obviously a good thing but now you can choose to just buy or sell directly which is what Depop is and you kind of deal with the shipping yourself so and how do they easier. manage that with the authentication yeah. I'm not sure I'm guessing you only do it if you're like this doesn't need like check mm, you know if you've got right. something that's got the dust bag and the mm. thing I guess maybe that's sort of at your own risk right. but you know or if you're buying a jacket the chances of a jacket yeah. being a fake are probably quite yeah, slim yeah, so, so yeah maybe it just depends what you're buying but I quite like the idea that you can now do that that might streamline the process yeah. a little bit I've used Vestiaire loads and actually the app is really useful it's still you still have to kind of g yourself up to, to do your uploading but actually yeah. it, it's a very very user friendly yeah. like, you take your photo and you tick your button and you're yeah you know, it's, it, it, it is pretty simple so i do recommend it and also if you've got something that is kind of more of a hot product i sold um a louis vuitton never full in half an hour like, oh, wow. yeah, if you put things over yeah. the price, they will sell quickly so. also i think if there's something that you know that you want then vestiaire is the place for that so you know if you don't want to buy you know the latest it bag you're after but you just don't want to buy full price mm-hmm. then i think you can set your notifications so i've actually set a couple of designers and categories that i know i'm always going to love and as the product goes live I get an email mm-hmm. notification of those new products which obviously can be pretty dangerous but it's just kind of good you, yeah because you've think, got to act fast yeah absolutely yeah. yeah. but I think in that instance if there's something that you know you want then it's a really good source yeah. for that mm. exactly okay well for more tips on how to sell your products online and also which are the best platforms to go to then have a look at the piece on the site finally we're going to talk about boot trends autumn's here 
so happy about it. And we wrote a feature on all the different boot trends that you need for the season ahead. So that included everything from everyday bikers to Western styles to the ones that I know I'm coveting, which are the knee high leather boots. So I wanna know what boots are you going to be buying? Autumn, Laura, if you could buy one pair, what would you be going for? So I have this real thing that when hiking boots became a thing, how many years ago? Three, four years mm, ago? Like three, yes. I saw this girl looking so amazing in the Sea by Chloe ones. How many and years in a row have yeah. I been banging on about the Sea by <laughs> Chloe ones? And yeah. they went into the sale literally on the hottest day of the year this year. And I was like, shall I get them? Shall I? It oh just God. felt so outrageous and I didn't get them. <gasps> oh, and Laura. it is literally oh, killing me. they're so good. I know, oh, I wish no. I'd done it. Anyway, they um, are good. They've gone. They've gone. I know, they're the best. Get on this, yeah. You might find yeah, them. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're in that feature, Becky. I think they are. I mean, they're fluffy and warm and cozy, but I just. Yeah. Look, we're in for a cold winter, apparently. I know. Oh, I, I think they'd be boots. worth an investment. Yeah, I agree. Lou? I mean, boot season is my favourite time of the year. But to be fair, I tend to wear boots all year round. You have an excellent boot collection, actually. Thank mm. you. Thank you. I've worked hard over the last couple of years to, to build it up. So pretty much I tick every single box on this list. The ones on my current wish list are a pair of Saint Laurent. I pretty much would take any of them. There's a pair of black leather, kind of pointy. They've got a little buckle around the here which is super cool and then also their suede oh western God, ones suede are just oh. so cool and again the thing I love about a boot and I think it's kind of intrinsic with my style is that you can literally just wear a t-shirt and jeans or a really pink yeah. jumper and just wear a pair of boots and mm. they elevate an outfit for me and also with boots you can get a totally manageable heel height which you can walk around in all day I'm not so keen on a flat flat boot I like a sort of maybe a three inch heel just to give you a bit of height and I literally love them so much yeah, they're just really expensive unfortunately I know ones. Becky do you know what I am really in the market for some white boots oh. really in the market for some white boots just because I only own black and navy and I'm just a bit over it but I would quite like a western boot mm. because I quite like chunky I'm yes. little so I feel like chunky is a bit of a vibe so that is what I will be coveting for I, autumn I do feel like this season's western ones as well they're less cowboy yeah. and yeah. they're more western which is a really good it's like they're more Completely. that is one wrong style yeah. Yeah. and it's a really easy way to kind of nod the trend to feel up to date but without like wearing a cowboy well, exactly. yeah. and they're not uber pointy either because no. I'm not into a major point so no, there's I'm, definitely like a hybrid between yeah. the two. Like, you don't want it too round there's either there's a mm-hmm. fine line so I feel like there's a lot to shop this season there are, there are. well I'm definitely going to be buying a pair of knee high boots I've been well the GM Vito ones sadly will not be part of my repertoire this season yeah. but anything based on that style Mango have some great selections Charles and Keith have some great ones as well it feels like a bit more out there and we were admiring a Reese pair actually last week as well. There are loads around. Arca actually have got some really good knee high leather boots as well. And I think they are probably something that you can spend a little bit more money on. I was reading an article in Sunday Time Style, I think it was in last week's Sunday Time Style with Krista D'Souza. And she was talking about the appeal of the knee high boot and sort of because they like cover your skin, but the skin mm. is sort of alluding to that like <laughs> sexy vampy mm. and how you can basically look cool and not like vampy or like you're going show jumping yeah. as well. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's slowly or vampy basically yeah. like how you 
get their look in between. It must have a heel. That's key. Exactly. Yeah, no flats, sadly. I think if you're going to spend good money on them, you have to be prepared that they might not be on trend next season, yeah. but they will come back at some point. Yeah. Like I know my mum bought a pair 10 years ago. She probably hasn't worn them that much in the interim, but now she's excited and she can wear yeah. them again yeah. this season. So if you are investing, unfortunately, the look kind of comes and goes. They've got a very round toe this season, which hasn't really been around for a while. It's been a lot more about point over the last few seasons, but they do always come mm. back. So. Can you tell us how you'll be styling them? I'm really anti-trousers, jeans yeah. with a long beard. I think it doesn't even matter how cool you are, how stylish you are, it I needs to be a dress. Yeah. Well, also, what's the point? Because then you're just covering the whole Yes, it's just, oh, it's just not... No, I don't agree. Yeah, right. no, not for me, sorry. I think you can either go... We keep talking about the bourgeois trend. We're going to write a feature on it in the next few weeks. It's that kind of new Celine vibe, that kind of quite prim, pretty, you know, it's like a chain-printed skirt with like a pussy bow blouse. Mm. There's that vibe. Or you can go, like, I've got a great jumper dress from last year, like a really yeah. oversized cream jumper dress that will look so good yeah. with like a burgundy pair of those boots. And I think if you aren't sort of a jeans and trousers girl, if you feel more comfortable in skirts and dresses, then this is the trend mm-hmm. for you Absolutely. because they look so good together, especially if you don't like tights as well, but you mm. want to stay warm, yeah. you can cover. And I think the sort of the straight to the knee style, always that like slouchy, slightly yeah. more yeah. relaxed yeah. look, which is so cool. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not a cheap trend. Even the high street versions are over £100. Yeah. Pounds, but as you say, if you wear dresses and skirts, then much cooler than an ankle boot. I was going to say for this season, it's yeah. a way to kind of keep yeah. it a bit updated. Exactly. Um, so anyway, if you do want more recommendations, we ran a feature in association with Netta Porter. So those are obviously on the more investment side, but I'm sure we'll have plenty more boots roundups coming up over the next few weeks. All right. I think that's just about all we've got time for today. If you have any feedback at all, please do email podcast at sheerlux.com. We love hearing from you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.